Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Judges. Happy Wednesday, friends and faithful listeners. Today we are in Judges chapter three, and this is really getting into the nitty gritty of Judges and just all the craziness of the people. So let's go ahead and read Judges chapter 3, verses 1 through 11 today. I'll be reading out of the World English Bible or the WEB version. Grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea this morning and uh, share it with me as we discuss scripture together. Now these are the nations which Yahweh left to test Israel by them, even as many had not known all the wars of Canaan, only that the generations of the children of Israel might know to teach them war at least those who knew nothing of it before. The five lords of the Philistines, all the Canaanites, the Sidonians, and the Hivites who lived on Mount Lebanon, from Mount Baal Hermon to the entrance of Hamath. They were left to test Israel by them, to know whether they would listen to Yahweh's commandments, which he commanded their fathers by Moses. The children of Israel lived among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. They took their daughters to be their wives. And they gave their own daughters to their sons and served their gods. The children of Israel did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight and forgot Yahweh their God and served the Baals and the Ashereth. Therefore, Yahweh's anger burned against Israel and he sold them into the hand of Cushan Rishathaim, king of Mesopotamia. And the children of Israel served Cushan Rishathaim eight years. When the children of Israel cried to Yahweh, Yahweh raised up a savior to the children of Israel who saved them even Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. Yahweh's spirits came on him and he judged Israel and he went out to war and Yahweh delivered Cushan Rishatham, king of Mesopotamia, into his hand. His hand prevailed against Cushan Rishatham. The land had rest for 40 years. Then Othniel, the son of Kenaz, died. Years ago, this chapter stood out to me so much and that is because of verse 1. It says, these are the nations which, which Yahweh left to test Israel by them, even as many had not known all the wars of Canaan, to teach them war, is what it goes on to say in verse 2. This was fascinating to me, because when I first read this years ago, I was going through a really terrible trial at that point in time, actually, and I read this and I was like, wow. Sometimes God just allows trial to happen. Like, for example, right here, God actually left these nations in Israel to test Israel and to teach them war. So there was two reasons for God leaving these nations in Israel. Firstly, to test their faith. And secondly, to teach them how to go to war. And I I found that fascinating. Sometimes God gives you trials Trials that you're just like, why are these happening to me? To actually train you for war. To relate this even further, I was talking to a friend on Sunday and she was telling me how she went through a terrible car accident close to 10 years ago. And before that car accident happened, she had a trial in her life. And she was kind of like, why is this happening to me? Like, what is this trial that's going on? I don't understand. And then later on, after that terrible car accident that she went through, she realized that that previous trial actually helped her 
prepare for the car accident. And it's kind of the same idea here. God will sometimes give you trials to prepare you for the next thing in life. And in my friend's case, the trial that she was going through initially ended up being good for her in the long run after the car crash happened, as shocking as that is. And that's how God works sometimes. And we're just like, why, God, do you work that way? But he works with the fallen world the way it is, and he turns it around for our good. So wars are never fun. Battles are never fun. Trials are never fun. But sometimes God allows them in our life to train us for war. There's another verse in the New Testament that kind of talks about the same concept where Paul talks about how every trial that we go through actually refines us and makes us stronger than before. So trials in a weird way are sometimes good for us. As crazy as that sounds. In the long run, sometimes we really learn from our trials. And yeah, back in in 2019, when I went through all my stuff, That ended up being very much for my good. And I'm so thankful, so incredibly thankful I went through it because I would not be where I am today if I had not gone through it, even though it was very painful at the time and it was not fun. I would do it again just to be where I'm at today in life. So yeah, that really stood out to me. But verse one says, these are the nations which Yahweh left to test Israel by them. Now, the other thing going on here is that in Judges chapter two, When Joshua was still alive, the Israelites still refused to fully obey God and they didn't drive out all the Canaanite people like God had told them to do. And so Yahweh's angel, who was Jesus, came down to the people and he said to them, look, I told you to do these things. Why haven't you done them? Why haven't you fully obeyed me? So now because you haven't obeyed me, I am no longer going to help you take the land. And so Yahweh's angel goes back up into heaven and the people cried and offered sacrifices, but weren't really sorry because they still didn't um, didn't do what they were supposed to do. And so now here we can see what ended up happening. So because of the people's disobedience, God stopped helping them take the land. And when I say God stopped helping them, I'm talking like miraculously stopped helping them. Like, for example, the battle at Jericho, you can see how that was fully 100% God that did that. You know, the, the Israelite soldiers did really nothing. All they did was march around the towers and God was the one who who uh, broke the towers down so that the Israelite soldiers could get into Jericho. That's what I'm talking about. God stopped miraculously helping the Israelites succeed in the promised land. Now, he was still going to be on their side. If they did the things they were supposed to do, God would be there with them and help them, you know, conquer their enemies. But the sad thing was that was not what the Israelites ended up doing. So God stopped miraculously helping the Israelites take the promised land. But in doing so, he was testing them. That's what it says here. God left the Canaanites there to test the Israelites, to see what their heart was, and also to teach them how to go to war. So here's the nations that God left. The five lords of the Philistines, all the Canaanites, the Sidonians, and the Hivites who lived on Mount Lebanon. So God left part of the Philistines, which we're going to hear a ton about the Philistines, the Canaanites and the Sidonians and the Hivites. They were left to test Israel by them to know whether they would listen to Yahweh's commandments 
or not. Now, it turns out they did not. They did not listen to God's commandments. And instead of driving out all the people and taking the promised land for themselves, they instead lived with the Canaanites and started intermarrying with them, which God was very clear, do not intermarry with them. Because marriage is a vow. It's a sacred vow. And God wanted the Israelites to not make vows with the Canaanite people. It had nothing to do with race or nationality, by the way, because um, if a person from a different nationality wanted to become a Jewish person, that was totally fine. And God was very much okay with that. And that was actually the point of the Israelites all along was to spread the law to every single person on earth, just as we Christians nowadays are supposed to spread the gospel to every single creature on earth. And every single person is created in God's image, regardless of their nationality. So it had nothing to do with that. What it had to do with was the religion of the Canaanite people. They served the Baals. And we talked about all that on Monday and all the crazy things that the Canaanites would do. They did all sorts of horrific things. They would like like torture baby animals and uh, boil baby goats in their mother's milk and do all sorts of weird, creepy things. They would sacrifice human beings and kill their own children and have sex openly out in the public on top of every hill. <laughs> they just did disgusting things that God was like, don't do this stuff. Don't worship these gods. Just worship me and listen to what I'm telling you to do, because the way I'm telling you to go is the right path. It's the good path. It's the it's the way you should be living. And it's what's truly going to fulfill you and give you purpose in life. Don't worship these other gods and don't intermarry with the Canaanites, because if you begin to make vows in that way and if you start, you know, allowing your daughters to marry their sons, you are now putting your daughter in such a precarious situation. So don't do that. But yet the Israelites did that. It says in verse six, they took their daughters to be their wives and they gave their own daughters to their sons and served their gods. Now, thinking a little bit outside of the box, God really cared about Israelite daughters and Israelite virgins. He was so clear that daughters were so special. They were to be treated with a lot of respect because daughters are precious but yet the Israelites were just willy-nilly giving their daughters to these Canaanite people. And this was causing God to become angry at the Israelites because they were putting their daughters in these godless marriages and dishonoring them and putting them in such a bad situation, a bad marriage. And so God is getting angry at the Israelites because of this. He says, you know, they're, they're giving their daughters away to these Canaanites, something so precious they're giving away. And so God said this was evil. The children of Israel did that, which was evil in Yahweh's sight. They forgot Yahweh, their God. They served the Baals and the Asherah. So the Israelites just totally went off the deep end. You know, after Joshua died, uh, the Israelites just started doing whatever they wanted to do. They had no clear leadership and they didn't care themselves. They didn't care to read the law every single day. They didn't care to worship God. They wanted to be like the Canaanites. They wanted to live among the Canaanites and just be friends with everybody and marry their daughters and give their daughters away in these bad marriages. 
And so it says, because of this, God's anger burned against Israel and he sold them into the hand of the Cushan of Cushan Rishathium. I had such a hard time saying that guy's name. Cushan Rishathium, king of Mesopotamia. So all of a sudden this king, this King Cushan, that's what I'm going to call him, rises up against Israel and was successful against them. And this is exactly what God said was going to happen. He said, you know, Israelites, if you don't serve me, if you don't want to serve me, even after you made a promise that you would serve me and I'm supposed to be your God, you know, a God is someone that you serve. If you don't do that, I am going to take my hand of blessing off of you. And so that's what God does. And all of a sudden this King, King Cushion of Mesopotamia rises up against Israel and is successful. And the children of Israel served Cushan Rishathium for eight years. And I don't know what kind of labor this King Cushan put the Israelites to. I don't know what he did to them, but he probably treated them very cruelly because the Israelites cry out to Yahweh. So finally, finally, God hears the voices of Israel after eight years being under this guy's rule. And who knows how many, how many years before that, God finally hears the voice of his people crying out to him saying, God, we know that you are our God. You know, we, we were wrong. We served Baal instead of you. And so we need you. We need you to save us. Finally, they turn back to Yahweh and God hears them. And so he gave them a judge, the very first, well, technically, I guess the third, third judge of Israel, but he gave them a judge and guess who it was? It was good old Othniel. (laughs) And you guys might be like, who the heck is Othniel? Well, it was actually Caleb's son-in-law. Remember uh, Caleb, the, the crazy old man who was 85 years old, waging war against people and was just as strong as he was when he was 25 years old. That Caleb had a son-in-law and also a nephew, by the way, (laughs) named Othniel. Othniel married uh, his cousin who happened to be Caleb's daughter. Now, the difference between that marriage and the, the marriage of the daughters to the Canaanites is that there was nothing against first cousin marriages in the Old Testament law. And also young women were supposed to marry within the tribe of Israel because the Israelites served God. And Othniel, you can see he has character because God chose him and he uh, he protected his wife. He fought for his wife. He ha- apparently had a very good relationship with his father-in-law, Caleb, as well. So God chooses Othniel as a judge for Israel. And it says that Yahweh's spirit came down onto Othniel. So Othniel received Yahweh's spirit and he judged Israel and he went out to war and Yahweh delivered Cushan Rishathium, king of Mesopotamia, into Othniel's hand and he prevailed against him. So finally, after the Israelites cry out to God, once again, God delivers them. Now, this is something I have experienced in my own life. There was a time in my life where I just decided I was done with God. I didn't want anything to do with God. I didn't like God. I stopped praying. I stopped reading my Bible. And it was because once again, I was going through a trial and I was angry. I was so angry at God. I'm like, God, why did you do this to me? What is wrong? Like I've served you my entire life. So what is wrong with you? Why would you ever, you know, do this to me? And I just fully decided to get rid of God. And I did for a while. And I was no happier. 
I was still in a miserable situation, which by the way, I got myself into. It had nothing to do with God. (laughs) And I didn't realize that at the time though. I just expected to be owed everything by God. But anyway, um, finally, finally, I decided I had enough. And I'm like, you know, God, I, I need you. I just need you. I don't know what you're doing in my life right now. I don't know why I'm going through this, but I need you. And that was when God started working and he didn't work immediately. In my mind, God never works super quickly. Sometimes he does. But in my life, I've, I've noticed that God does take his time to work, but he always works on time. Does that make sense? It's never in my time period, because if it was in my time period, I would have it like the second I asked for it. I'd be like, "Okay, God, I need this. And I would expect God to like drop it out of the sky and land it in front of me. But that's not how God works. But anyway, I started crying out to God again. And I said, God, I just need you. I surrender, basically, like you can have my life. I'm giving it to you. And then finally, God started working. And about eight months later, I found myself in a very different situation than I had been in previously. And I could just see God working in my life. Like finally, when I just said, Yahweh, I need you, he started to work and put the pieces into place. And so that's that's exactly what I see here in this story. The Israelites didn't want to worship God, started just doing whatever they wanted to do. Maybe they were angry that, you know, the Canaanites were living among them. They were angry that they had to learn how to go to war. They were angry about this trial and they start falling away from God and they decide not to worship him to their own detriment. But then they realize how much they need God. Eight years later, they realize, God, we really do need you. And finally, God starts putting the pieces in place and he elects this guy named Othniel to go and to save Israel. And it says the land after Othniel became the judge had rest for 40 years, but then Othniel, the son of Kenaz, died. So my encouragement for you is, you know, if you're going through like a really rough time right now, just cry out to God. Even if you're not sure what what God is doing in your life, ask him to reveal it to you. Just don't give up on God because sometimes God puts trials in your life specifically to grow you and to help you for the future. Just like these Canaanite people, God wanted to teach the Israelites how to go to war in case an even more terrible enemy came up against Israel. What would they do if they didn't know how to go to war? They would just get totally slaughtered. And so that's why God put this trial of the Canaanite people in the way of Israel. But Israel didn't listen to God. They were potentially angry about the Canaanites living there. So they just decided to live among the Canaanites, to marry them, to worship their gods, and just to abandon Yahweh completely. But don't do that. Don't abandon Yahweh because it's always going to be to your detriment if you do. Instead, just hold on to faith in God. Faithful listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please share it on your social media platforms. And I'm just so thankful to everybody who has been rating the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing to see the amount of ratings that I have right now. So I want to read a review by Sarah Joe 87 She says, 
I just want to jump on here and say a big thank you for what you're doing with this podcast. I grew up in church and went to a Christian school and memorized chapters at a time to recite, yet I have never read all the way through the Bible, as reading is a challenge for me, let alone grasping what I've read. This has been very encouraging to me, and I really appreciate the time and effort you are putting into this ministry. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for that review. It's very kind because I have had a few people contact me to say that they have a hard time reading scripture, but it's been nice to listen to it. So I'm very honored and blessed to be able to serve people in that way. And I am thankful, Sarah, that you are appreciating the podcast. Well, anyway, guys, it's reviews like that that really help this podcast to grow. So please leave a review wherever you're listening from, and I might read it here on the podcast. Well, anyway, friends and faithful listeners, I'll see you tomorrow for an episode out of Acts chapter two. And I am going to be having a guest on the podcast pretty soon. Once again, it is going to be my sister, Jamie, joining us on the podcast. That's going to be exciting. Stay tuned for that. But anyway, faithful listeners, I'll see you all tomorrow. Happy listening and God bless.